Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are here recording episode 78, Taboo Conversation Topics and uh, Conversation Topics to Avoid. So this will be, I think, a very useful episode for anyone who is traveling or wants to uh, become more of a social butterfly and have a lot more conversations with people. Maybe you want to think about some things you you some topics you may want to avoid when talking to other people. Now, I think it is uh, worth saying, though, most of these conversation topics we'll be mentioning. Um, I think if you're good enough friends with somebody, you can probably discuss some of them, depending on the culture where you come from. But as a good rule of thumb, I would say try to tread lightly on some of these topics. And I think this episode will also help some of us become a little bit more culturally aware and culturally sensitive. So I think it should be a very enlightening episode for all of us. And I'm curious to see what my amazing co-host and my good buddy Jared has to say today. What's going on, Jared? Hey, Chad. Hey, just out of curiosity, how much money do you have in your bank account right now? Not very much. Why? Uh, I'm sorry. That's too personal. <laughs> that's too personal. That's too personal. What do you think of this whole, you know, uh, situation in Syria and Israel right now? It's crazy, man. What what side are you on? What's your side? Uh, uh, pretty pretty crazy. But, uh, <laughs> What's your not side? Gonna Come say. on. Not gonna say. Just some light conversation. <laughs> <laughs> These are some examples. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some pretty good examples. Of bad conversation starters. Uh, um, hey, Jared, uh, do, do you know, um, how, how much do you weigh by chance? Oh, excuse me. Uh, you know. <laughs> You're looking good, though, buddy. That was supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> uh, in some places, it's actually not, a, not completely offensive to maybe not ask how much do you weigh, but to say like, oh, well, look at you there, chief. Anyway, um, <laughs> Please follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. That's where I post songs of the pod, um, uh, you know, and then retweet stuff and then just, you know, tweet random things that come out of my mouth or out of my thumbs, excuse me. Or you can email <laughs> us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, tell us whatever it is that you need to tell us. Tell us your untranslatables. You can do that on Twitter as well, to be honest. Uh, email us, tell us um, some of your favorite travel stories, uh, or you can always spread a little love. Give us five-star reviews. That's what we love the most, really, uh, is, is that. Spread a little love. Sorry, I need to set up my drop machine in its proper location. This is very unprofessional of me doing this now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so how's, uh, how's it been being back at uh, and teaching? Since Great. Yeah, Absolutely really? great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been refreshing. Um, it's been wonderful to walk into the classroom and see all my students' beautiful faces. Jared's cringing right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, too I'm much just, positivity uh, for Jared. But I, I honestly, was man, shocked by the answer. Almost, I was like, wow, really? It's been that great. Yeah, it's been really fantastic. This week we talked about um, U.S. holidays and mm. travel. So both topics were very, very fun for me to teach. Um, and I actually made my students do the uh, do the uh, grunt work this week, and they had to tell me about U.S. holidays. So I gave mm. each group, I put them into groups of uh, two to four. Chad's favorite style of lesson, pl lesson planning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I put them into groups and uh, gave you them, me uh, what assigned is. them a holiday, <laughs> and uh, we talked about them. And they had to, they became the experts. So I had the students become the teacher. So it was uh, <laughs> definitely a good time. Do they just use like their, uh, I'm going to sound like my grandfather right now. Do they just like use their like cell phones and stuff to look up stuff about the holidays? Yeah. Okay. Basically, 
Um, well, and if I had more time with these students, these are the, the first grade students I teach, and I only teach them, uh, for all of our British listeners out there, once a fortnight or once every other week. So I don't get to see them that much. So what that means is I have to really condense my lesson plans because if I don't cover it in a lesson, I have to wait two weeks right. till we can go over it again. And I, so I, you're I starting assume usually... fresh every time. Exa- exactly. It's as good as forgotten um, if, <laughs> if, you know... I, I, we don't do something in class. So, uh, so yeah, so it's been really great. The only thing I haven't enjoyed has been waking up early. Uh, it was so glorious being able to yeah. sleep in during spring break. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not that I, I, I dislike being back at work. Work is fine, you know? It's good. It pays the bills. I enjoy going right. there from time to time. It's just that now, it just in, in these first couple of days back, it feels so boring. That's what it is to me, really. Where it's just like, oh, man, I'm just sitting here. Right. Just, I, I walked 51.5 miles last week. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's crazy, man. Nothing can really replicate the this sensory overload and the excitement of traveling to different places, you know? Yeah. Um, I, and once you get that adrenaline rush and then you go home, it's kind of like, oh, oh, shoot. Well, here I am. All right. I mentioned before I left that, like, for the the days leading up, I was like, uh, you, know, you know, it was hard for me to focus at work. It's kind of been the same way for the days coming back, too. <laughs> sure. Maybe this is just a constant theme. I can't focus at work. <laughs> Should take the hint. Right. But, uh, you know that's what's cool. funny? Uh, when, when I've been teaching this past week, since it's the week after spring break, I've been, usually when I come in the classroom, I have to kind of set up the computer and, and do all that stuff um, because I do a lot of stuff with technology in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so... While I'm doing that, I usually have the students give them some type of discussion question, right? And uh, the funny thing is, I ask them, you know, okay, discuss with your partners what you did over spring break. And then after talking to the students, some of them went uh, like to Italy and went skiing in the Alps, but it seems like the majority of them spent time relaxing at home, which is also probably what I would have done had I, you know, been (laughs) back in America on spring break. But... um, Part of me, I felt kind of like an asshole when they asked me what I did because I could have talked about it for almost the entire class. <laughs> you know, I had such a good time with you and Don. Made the class about you. <laughs> R- right. And I, well, I'm glad you asked. Try not to about- do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know what I realized we forgot to discuss on our last episode? What's that? What, where uh, were the last pictures I posted on our Instagram? Uh, oh, Pilsen. That's right, good sir. Had you have got? Had you had already gone there the last time we talked? I don't even remember. Yeah, I went oh. there on Saturday and came back on Sunday. So uh, I, I remember before I left, you were debating back and forth with yourself and everyone around you whether mm. you should just go home and relax or go to Pilsen. Right. And uh, you decided to go. I see. According to Instagram, uh, yeah, on I did, and I'm very glad I did. Uh, it was an absolutely wonderful time. Uh, went to the Pilsner Beer Museum. Mm. Which uh, which was really interesting, and what was really fascinating is they had the labels of all the old Pilsner beers, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a time when the communists, um, w- you know, um, overtook uh, the Czech Republic, and uh, what that means is they taught, they forced, you know, Russian in schools and everything. And I, uh, there should be a picture on our Instagram now. I posted it maybe five ten minutes ago. Um, oh, I didn't see it, and. Uh, they had the Pilsner bottles in Russian. So it has that... Um, oh. oh, shoot. What's the name of that alphabet now? Cyrillic. It has yeah. that Cyrillic-style alphabet on there, which was weird to see. 
And then I also saw a label that was German. Um, so that was kind of cool. I did notice in one of those pictures, uh, you post you posted a picture of some napkin or something that had a German phrase on it. And, that wasn't uh, a napkin. That was the label. Oh, oh, that's the label you're talking that about. That was the label. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Did they have like uh, any sort of samples of some s- special pilsners there? So I think to do that, you need a, a tour of the brewery. So this uh, wasn't a tour of the brewery. There's like the and museum. I didn't go to the brewery this time, but next time it's on my list. Uh, and thankfully, it was crazy, man. It was like a like a four hour journey. Um, when really it's not, it's not that far. Like if you were in a car, you could probably get there in an hour and a half pretty easy. <laughs> um, and so I realized though, I took, I took the regular check train system, but there's this other train company that takes you, they have, it's weird. It's a small train. It's like two wagons. So it's really small, but it goes from Pilsen all the way to Most, which is a little bit further down the train tracks than Komutov. So mm-hmm. next time I'll take that train and I'll get there in two and a half hours instead of four. Interesting. Is is that like just some specific straight shot train or something? Yep, exactly. Is that a popular route? <laughs> <That's> your... <laughs> well, well, my my colleague at school she's she's currently studying in Pilsen, oh. and she takes it every Friday. Oh, okay. There and back. So okay. So I mean, it has to be popular enough in order to have them run it. You know, I think Wouldn't... I'm constantly underestimating uh, Czech Republic, and you know what? That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I just underestimate. Uh, I, I don't. It's not even an underestimation. It's just I know I don't know a lot about it. So uh, you know, there there's like um, just uh, you know a, a lot more going on outside of Prague. I, I sometimes I have to remind myself. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Uh-huh. And I always feel guilty. I'm when an ignorant I tell... American. You know what can I say? <laughs> right. I always feel guilty when I tell my colleagues, like, I'm I'm going to Prague again this weekend to visit my buddy David. And mm-hmm. one of my colleagues is like, really? Again? You're going to Prague again? Why does that bother them? I don't know. Um, I think, well, some of it, I think they're just joking. Right, right. But I, but I think there is a, like, yeah, they're joking, but there's a little bit of seriousness <laughs> to it, too. Um, oh, I'm sure. You know. But, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, Komutov is great, but there's... You know, in Prague, there's just so many cool things you can do that I can't right. really do here. Right. Um, Very so, limiting. Right. But anyways, back to Pilsen, though, man. It was it was a great city. I have to say, I think I have had the best Pilsner Urquell there than I've ever had. Well, that that should that's how it should be, I guess. Right. It's fresh. <laughs> it was crisp. It was good. Straight from the tap. Right. Exactly. But Walking next time, the plan where? is definitely the brewery. Um and then uh, they also have this beautiful church right in the square. And I'm hoping to climb up the top of that uh, church tower mm. as well and get a view of the city. Okay. Oh, I did not mention, well, I mentioned to you, but I gave the gift of the CD and the picture frame to uh, my piano teacher. Whew. Uh, she was this close to tears, and luckily uh, she held them back. Cause I, uh, but so at first I gave her the CD, and she asked me to read uh, to read the the message to her on the inside because it was kind of dark in there. I uh-huh. could barely read it. I'm not good at like reading cursive. <laughs> can I can I can I stop you real quick and just uh, explain the scenario to our listeners because some right. of them might not know what you're talking about. That's a so, good point. So uh, Jared Jared was the I think your piano teacher called you the messenger or or the. S- gift deliverer or something. I was, de- in her whatever it was, letter. I was the, the messenger. <laughs> exactly. And so, 
So Jared's piano teacher uh, taught a uh, very amazing uh, musician and woman, uh, Joanna Jenkins, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now Jared is her student. And so when Jared told his teacher he was coming to Prague, um, your teacher was like, oh, you have to bring this present to Joanna. Um, so Jared did like a good, like a good little people yeah. that he is. <laughs> and we met up with Juana at one it. of my favorite little, uh, little, uh, hospoda or pubs in Prague and gave her the gift and we had a nice chat and she was such a great person to talk to. And she gave us a couple copies of her CD. Mm-hmm. Um, I still need to, I have this really old stereo sitting next to me. <laughs> I have to figure out how to hook it up because I don't have a CD drive on my, uh, laptop and oh, I don't right, feel like buying one. So, so I'm going to hook up my, and there is thankfully a little, little thing for a CD on the top. So I'm going to give that a listen, but you were listening I, um, to the CD with your teacher, weren't you yesterday? Yeah. We listened to, um, uh, maybe three or four tracks of it and it was good. I liked it. And I actually, uh, I'm such a bad, I, it was a good, it was a good gift. She loved the gift. I first gave her the CD, which had a little message that Joanna wrote for her on there. Uh, I first and then and then I and then I presented the picture and she's like, "Oh, this is such a great picture! I want one of these." I was like, "That's yours." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Like, oh no, I was just gonna show this to you, and take it back <laughs> yeah. home. Look at this framed picture uh, that I um that I, I made for myself and brought right. just, uh, just, just to rub in your face. Yeah, weird, weird flex, <laughs> I just but travel okay. with it. <laughs> right, it's your new prized possession. Uh, so I have she to put, say though, man, that is a sweet picture of you and Joanna. Uh, it is. It is. We actually, me and my piano teacher were talking about how um, it's crazy that she taught her like forty years ago. Because in that picture, I look older than Joanna. That picture, right? <laughs> it's like we look like uh, siblings or something. Anyway, uh, yeah. No. So anyway, uh, what was I? Uh, w- oh yeah. So I uh, gave her the picture, and then we did listen to some of it. Maybe three or four songs, and uh, it was good. I liked it, and I thought uh, I thought of you when I was listening to it because. Uh, Obviously, I know you have the CD. I was like, "Oh, you're definitely gonna like it." I can, I could tell. Oh, already. for sure. Speaking there, of blues, I forgot to mention this. I f- I brought my guitar in for the first time at school this week. Oh, and I taught my students how to write a twelve bar blues verse. Okay, why? Because why, why did you do it for the first time with this semester instead of last semester? I should I should have brought my guitar in like week two. Now I realize like. Thinking back, I should have I should have done all my lessons with my guitar. Maybe maybe <laughs> not that rock many. style, R- right? That would be great. <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, but uh, so there was a deal. I told I told my uh, one of my first grade classes. I said, um, "All right, if you guys all do your homework." Uh, one of the students said, "Will you bring in your guitar and play for us?" And I said, "I said, all right, sure." And I was like, "You know what? I'm not just going to bring it in and play it for you guys. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I have a degree in music. I technically." <laughs> could be a professional musician. I've made money playing music before. I'm not just going to bring it in for nothing. So I told them, okay, <laughs> if you want me to bring in my guitar, you all need to do your homework. And all of them brought in their homework. So they they made their end of the deal. So it was time for me to step up and uh, uh, uphold my end of the deal. And so, but what I told them is I said, look, I can sing, but once again, I want you guys to do the work. So I said, look, you find a song as a class. Go ahead and decide. One of you can message me on Facebook what song you want, and I will learn it. Give me a week's notice so I can learn it. That's um, pretty impressive. You can. Yep. You you weren't there was you you were pretty confident that whatever song they threw at you, you could get it in a week. Yeah. Well. Well. Here's the. I'm not. I'm not trying to toot <laughs> my own horn here, Jared. But they. But they gave me the song. Uh, the song was called "Bullet" by a group called Hollywood Undead. 
Um, they're super popular with most of my students here in the Czech Republic. Okay. I had never heard of them before. Um, but anyways, what's really funny though is I thought I was going to have them next week because you know I teach these odd even weeks for mm-hmm. my first grade classes, so it's kind of confusing. Every fortnight. Exactly. Every fortnight, <laughs> I teach these students. And so that was a horrible accent. Anyways, it was, but so was mine. It's all right. bad. <laughs> um, but then I realized on Monday night or Tuesday, the day before I was supposed to play it, oh, shit, I have them this week. Thankfully, mm. the song is four chords. Uh, for those of you who are curious what the chords are, it's E, B, C sharp minor, and A. That's it. Those are the four chords. And so I learned the song within probably, I listened to it three times, uh, learned it within about half an hour, and uh, brought my guitar in the next day and played it. Nice. My God, my soundboard is... <laughs> I was trying so hard to hit it. I was like, damn it, I missed my timing. Uh, that's a... And did, so how did they receive it? Did they enjoy it or were they, uh, were they uh, like uh, captivated by it? I, I don't know if I would say they were captivated by it, but they were having fun. They had to sing. I mean, look, I brought in my acoustic guitar. It's not like I was like playing anything super fancy because right. when you're when you're there up playing by yourself, the whole point is to provide, you know, not only the the chords but also a little bit of the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're when you're a one man band like that, it's hard to just like go off and do lots of cool soloy stuff, you know. <laughs> um, but I also thank them, one, for picking a song that was fairly easy to learn, and mm-hmm. two, picking a song where I could bring in my acoustic guitar, because right. I did not want to have to haul in my electric guitar and my amp oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. my cables. because very nice of them. Right. And, and the, it was funny, because the first request at first, the students were like, play Black and Black by ACDC. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I know how to play it, but Back in Black by itself on guitar doesn't sound cool. You need the drums and the bass and everything else. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, but it's been fun. I'm glad to be back. Look. And, uh, and shout out to all my students in uh, my first grade class for uh, being brave and asking uh, for me to bring my guitar in. So it yeah. uh, should be happening well, more see, in the near future. That's why you didn't bring it in, because none of your students were brave enough to, uh, to uh, ask. So it, Right. And I also do not want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guitar guy like in uh, Animal House. The yeah, guy I don't playing the guitar on his steps, and then he, uh, Jim Belushi comes by and smashes it. Right? Um, yeah, I just I I love you, guitar. You were, I love you've music. been that guy in college though, for sure. You think I have? I don't know. Have you? I, I haven't not, been around. Not really. I've I will usually bust out a guitar if someone asks. Okay, but I'm so not you never the guy played that, like in the quad or anything like that. Nope. Oh, okay. No. I used I'm to play. A, on the, I used to play on the porch at Fisk once in a while okay. when the weather was nice. All right, um, but that was I'll more just for it. me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I try not to be that that guitar guy. That's like your stereotypical, like, oh, let me play a song for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just always ready to uh, like our friend at um, at the hostel in Prague. That was exactly. very ready to uh, to break out into uh, beatboxing. Exactly. Which is one of my favorite forms of uh, music. Let's uh, spread a little love before it gets uh, insulting. Too dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you, ha- do you have any shout outs? I have one, but you can go first. All right. So uh, this is a really, really crazy one. Um, and, it, and it makes me a little sad that it's 2019. 
and this uh, has just happened. But uh, for the first time, uh, the most prestigious mathematics prize has been awarded to a woman whose name is Karen Uhlenbeck. Mm. So Karen Uhlenbeck, who is a mathematician and a professor at the University of Texas, was awarded this year's Abel Prize, which is a mathematics prize modeled after the Nobel Prize. And in history, this is the first time the prize has gone to a woman. And what's crazy about this prize, Jared, is the Abel Prize is actually supposed to be awarded by the King of Norway to mathematicians who have greatly Norway influenced has a their king? field. I didn't even know that, but apparently. And then there's a cash prize of about 6 million Norwegian kroner, which is approximately 700,000 US dollars. And the first prize was awarded in 2003. And Ullenbeck is known for her work with partial differential equations. Um, uh, and what's interesting, though, is her decade-long cool. career spans <laughs> multiple disciplines, including physics, geometry, and quantum theory. So a big shout-out to you, Karen Ullenbeck. That's Keep awesome. up the great work, and uh, we're happy to see a lady being recognized for her intellect and talents. Norway does have a king and a queen as well, it seems like. Uh, Harald uh, V of Norway. Okay. It's probably Harold V. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Harold V of Norway. <laughs> at first, I th- <laughs> at first I thought maybe it was short, like fun something, but I was like, no, that's just V. Then I was like, oh, okay, uh, maybe right. that's just maybe that's how he goes by Harold V. Hey, hey when yo, you're it's king, me, Harold you can, V. <laughs> you can go with whatever you want when you're the king of Norway. You know, uh, maybe he was just make, trying to be easy on all the people that he knew wouldn't be able to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, right, good guy Harold, right there. <laughs> uh, so speaking of uh, anyway. Uh, my uh, shout out, uh, I want to uh, spread a little love. Uh, so the World Happiness Report came out with their happiest country of 2019. And so I have a list of the rankings. And so I want you to guess what number one is. It's a Scandinavian country, am I right? Mm. Parada. Okay. Ooh, is it Sweden, Norway, or Denmark? I'm sure it's one of those three. Or is it Finland? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm I'll give just you a gonna... clue. Okay. It's one of those four. Okay. So Sweden, Norway, Finland, or Denmark. Oh, yeah. You know what? I think I think the Danes seem to be a pretty happy folk. Is it? Is it Denmark? Denmark is number two. Oh, all right. So Denmark's <laughs> two. Sweden. Uh, no. Oh, so it's Finland. Yep. Okay. So the top five are Finland... Denmark, Norway, shout out to Harold and your country, uh, Iceland, and the Netherlands, which okay. are not shocking. And I, I pulled out a couple that are close to us. Uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Canada is on this list? Happiest countries. Oh, they're easily in the top 25. I'm, I'm going to go with number 15. Top 10. They're number nine. Oh, all right. Shout Austria. out Canada. Austria. Um, Austria is probably 11. Number 10. Number 10. Germany. Um, number 12. (laughs) 17. 17. Wow. Czech Republic. You know, that's a tricky one because I, I feel very happy here and I like the life here, but I hear a lot of Czechs complain (laughs) about the Czech Republic. So I'm going to say somewhere in the twenties, uh, 22. 
Czech Republic is 20. One more, USA. Okay. We're probably like 29, 30? 19. 19, really? Okay. We beat out the Czech Republic. Interesting. And so right. the rank, they, uh, there's, I have all, the whole list, but we don't have to go through every country. If you want to know, email us on Translatable Podcast, and I'll tell you. <laughs> or you can tweet <laughs> at us on Translatable 1, the number one. So they use six key variables that support uh, this, uh, this, these figures. And it's uh, like well-being uh, indicators, they call them. Income, freedom, mm-hmm. trust. I assume that's like trust in the government and your and maybe like fellow citizens or something. Right. That would make uh, sense. Uh, health. Uh, oh, excuse me. Healthy life expectancy, social support, and generosity. There you go. Okay. Interesting. U.S. isn't as bad as people give it. Uh, pe- people say it is. Yeah. To be honest, I'm surprised it's. It's that I figured it would be lower, as you could tell from my guess. <laughs> I figured it would be too. Um, there are oh, I'll, I'll give you for example. Where do you think um, Italy is? Hmm. Fifteen. Thirty-six. Really? They're pretty mm-hmm. far down there. All right. Where do you, I, I, let's see if I can find some surprising ones real quick. Where do you think? Uh, let's get some Asian countries in there. Where do you think Japan is? Hmm. In the twenties, not even close. Forties, not even close. Where is it? I have no idea. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, I guess I could see that considering. I forget what the word is, but there is a word in Japanese that means to work yourself to death. Mm. I also, I mean, don't quote me on this because this is a terrible. But I do think they do have a high uh, suicide rate as well. They do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I, there's a lot of factors that go into it, and and um, and it's and uh, there's a lot of the, a lot of the countries that um, that are lower down in, in the list are not necessarily countries that are you know, quote unquote third world countries or lower you know lower level right. countries, but a lot of them are more of the countries that are known for working a lot. Some right. of them are just and and also some of them are just you know unsafe countries like you know Libya seventy two for example. Right, makes um, sense. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's a cool list. I, I like the, I like this kind of stuff. But hey, shout out to Finland, number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For oh, second year in a row, also. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Finland would be cool to check out. Um, but the yeah. language, man, Finnish is crazy. Is it's it a crazy language? Yeah, Finnish and Hungarian are both languages that um, they're not really. So I Finnish mean, has I, no relation to like Swedish or Norwegian exactly. or Ice, Icelandic or something like exactly. that. Or Danish. Okay. Exactly. And that's the same with Hungarian. Hungarian really right. has no relation Connection. to the other Slavic languages really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, that's for sure. Do you have any right, more well, shout outs? I do. I have two more. And both of them are for our northern brethren and sisters, uh, a.k.a. Canada. Mm-hmm. And Cistron, one, that's the word you're looking for. Cistron, thank you. Uh, is, so the first one I have is that uh, there will be a, a hockey game against uh, the Montreal Canadiens and uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And they will actually be announcing the uh, broadcast in Cree, which is one of the indigenous languages mm. of Canada. So I think it's really awesome that... Uh, and what's also crazy is this will be the first time an NHL game has ever been aired in a Cree language. Um, so I think that's really amazing. I'm really surprised this has been the first time that this has happened. Um, it's not surprising to me. 
That's not surprising to me. Okay. But I mean, yeah. I, I I think it's terrible that, you know, wait, so Cree is, is it, it's spoken in Montreal? Um, I knew you were going to ask me this and I should have done I'm my sorry. research. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I've just so never heard I of this language No, it's before. Saskatchewan. Okay. okay Saskatchewan okay. right here. Um, so, but like if I were to turn on my television to watch this game, it would be in Cree. Like they'd be speaking Cree. I, I believe so. What it says here is live coverage of the Hurricanes Canadians contest will air Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, the broadcast will take place in conjunction with the Rogers Hometown Hockey Festival, which mm. is making its stop this weekend at Enoch Cree Nation. Oh, wait, mm. on Edmonton's uh, western boundary, Iron, who's the guy who will be uh, doing the uh, commentating, um, who lives in Saskatchewan, will be joined by host Earl Wood and retired NHL player John um, Cabot, uh, and they will provide commentary and analysis. And right here... Um, uh, Mr. Iron said, a lot of Cree-speaking people told me, you should one day maybe call a game in the NHL in Cree. And he said, now it's finally going to happen. So decades of experience prepared Iron for this role. He's a host of the Northern Saskatchewan radio station, and he has called many indigenous hockey tournaments over the years and sometimes dabbles in play-by-play Cree during local games. So I think that's great. I think anytime. A country supports the indigenous languages. I think it's really wonderful. And we need to do our best to try to keep these languages alive. And that is one way to do that. And what's also interesting is they mention in the article that this will hopefully influence youngsters who are watching the game to keep using the language and speaking it and realize that um, their language is important. Yeah, I'm learning about it right now. I've never heard of Cree. Spoken by about 100,000 people in in Canada, in the northern sort of area, ter- territories of, excuse me, the northwest territories of Canada uh, to, El- from, yeah, to Alberta, okay? Mm-hmm. Cree, exactly. C-R-E-E. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, if you're in Canada and you're listening to this, you want to hear a game in Cree, check it out. And my last shout out also goes out to Canada, spreading a lot of love today to Canada. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is the federal budget for 2019. Ottawa has pledged 4.7 billion in funds to address indigenous issues. Mm. So I think that's, that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. But I think it's amazing that, you know, one thing that they're uh, promising to do is end all of the different, you know, they have problems with drinking water, so ending uh, drinking uh, water advisories and different things. And, I, and they said as well, we know that building a better Canada must, by definition, include advancing reconciliation for indigenous peoples. So I think yeah. that's really amazing, really thoughtful for Canada. And mm-hmm. I think the U.S. could definitely follow suit with that. Take note. That would, yeah, for sure. Uh, but now I think uh, my clock's ticking. Ooh, all right. And it's ticking right. with the time of uh, untranslatables. Uh, I got a couple. I got two. Nice. I also have two. Uh, you told me you had a, a new and exciting language for me. So At least for sh- you. Yeah. Shall, shall I give it to you? Sure. So this one is Korean. Okay. I have never done Korean before. Okay. Um, so we'll see how this goes. And uh, the untranslatable is Dab Jong Nyo. Okay. Which... Uh, which um, uh, see, that's the tricky thing. The, with with this, there's really no 
Um, there's really no direct translation word for word. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me try to explain it to you, Jared, and see if you can get it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so say, say I go to my local H and M, and I find another tank top that says "Laid Back Vibes" on it, mm-hmm. and I get it. Parada. And I'm super pumped about it. But you know, maybe maybe the color, maybe the color doesn't quite look good on me for some reason. And then I ask you, Jared. I go, Jared. Um, what do you think about my new laid back vibes tank top? Um, and then you, and then you might say something like, well, um, yeah, I guess it looks all right. Right. But then I'm like, mm, all right, really just all right. It doesn't look great. doesn't look awesome. Um, <laughs> well, I could never imagine you doing that. Really? That's, that's, it just right? looks all right. That's it. That's all you're going you know to say. <laughs> how does it, how does it fit on me? How, how does it lay on <laughs> Right. <me>? Right. <laughs> Spent hours scouring the H&M to find my laid back vibes tank top for this podcast. Um, that's oh, wow. So what, so what do you think uh, Dab Jong Nyo means, Jared? Uh, it means like, give me more. Like I need more almost. No, no, no. Uh, would, not would quite. I be saying that or would you be saying that? Um, uh, I would be asking basically the dab Jong Yo. Oh, oh, okay. oh, like a leading question. It's not, like a, not quite, not a lead. Well, kind of, I'll give it to you. So okay. what, what dab Jong Yo means is basically it's a question that someone asks, but they already have the answer in mind what they want to hear. Oh. So the so the example that they used was when your girlfriend asks, "Does my butt look big in these jeans?" Right. Right. Well, now depending you know, on your lady, yeah, that could be a yes <laughs> or a no depending on your lady and yeah, how they yeah, feel about that. Yeah, you have to that. know you have to know the person because that could both be a compliment and insult depending on the person. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, for whenever you ask those uh, questions where you already know the answer, uh, Dab Jung Nyo. Yes, uh, that is such a like a like a '90s, '80s, '70s sort of. Uh, does my butt look big? Because I think now in, in, in our era, the answer would be like, yes, and it's awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, kids these days. My first one is Arabic, and it is um, oh, dad eyes. El uh, yet le. Oh, jeez. There's a lot of E's and S's next to each other, and it's hard to. El yet. El yet. All right, here we go. El yet. Oh jeez. El yet le sia min el shorba yon fok fil zavadi. And uh I'm sorry by the way. That's first and foremost. <laughs> what I'm going to say. And then I'll tell you the literal translation is he who burns his tongue from soup will blow in yogurt. And I put he who burns his tongue from soup will blow in parentheses. On yogurt, because in is what they put, but I think on kind of okay. makes more sense. Hmm. He who burns his tongue on soup from soup will blow on yogurt. Oh man, I I don't even know where to begin with this one. Huh. I think this makes perfect sense once you hear it. Okay. I mean, is it? Uh, but I I guess I'm getting caught on the blows on yogurt. Why Why would you blow on yogurt? If you burnt your tongue on soup. Think about it. Think about it. So let's say that uh, you were you, you you have a car and you were driving and, and someone rear-ended you and you know you got into a minor fender bender. And from that day on, um, 
every time you got into your car, not only did you buckle up your seatbelt, but you put on a helmet, you put on elbow pads. You, ah, uh, okay. Put- <laughs> so it's being extra cautious, basically. Right. It's uh-huh, saying that okay. we've had one bad experience, so now every time you do something like similar to that, you, you're overly cautious, essentially. Okay. That sounds like me in a nutshell. Exactly. That's, that's probably why, that's why, why you I picked th- it. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> and, and, I, and then it, it, that makes perfect sense to me. It's like now that you've burnt your tongue on soup, which makes sense to happen, you're afraid of yogurt, which is always cold. Ah, okay. Yeah, now I see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's fascinating. Yes. All right. You're afraid of your Iran. <laughs> That's oh, I love my Iran. Um, good. All right. So my last one for you, Jared, is Czech. Still okay, have good. them coming strong. And this one is uh, Natal Bachkori, which means uh, he pulled on his slippers. He pulled on his slippers. Mm-hmm. I need I need a hint on this one. This so one is, uh, so say so say um, you got a really long day, right? You've been sitting in your office. Maybe you've had a stressful day at work, and then you know it gets close to five o'clock, and you're like, you know what? I'm heading home. I'm pulling on my slippers. That's it. Okay, it's kind of like uh, take a load off, relax. Not not quite. Um, I think you might be able to use it like that. But I think this one means more so like enough is enough. It doesn't matter because oh. I've already checked out or I've already kind of. Oh, kinda, so you, uh-huh. you, you, you pull, you put off. Wait, what, how does it go again? Uh, you pulled on your slippers. You, you pull on your slippers while you're still at work. <laughs> yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Okay. It's like, oh, I'm at work, but I've already pulled on my slippers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I like that. That makes it's sense. It's a good one. Yeah. I think we all need to learn how to pull on our slippers sometimes. At work? You think so? No, no, no. In life. Oh. In life. You do that at work, you might not have a job to Sometimes pull your slippers on We all need to learn how to check day. out at work. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Here at the uh, Untranslatable right. Podcast, we love to give great uh, professional advice. Well, yeah. What to do These to get life fired. lessons. <laughs> Stop paying exactly. so much attention at work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Check out a little bit more. I have uh, one more. It's Persian. Oh, cool. Um, and it's... Uh, Dalamo Sabun Zadam. And it means I rub soap on my stomach. Hmm. Rub soap on my stomach. Can you give so me let, a hint? So let's say um, we were, uh, you know, we, we mentioned that we were going to do the Maps Off Challenge, but we couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And my, I've, my, my Twitter and Instagram and email has been flooded with people saying, you rubbed soap on my stomach. Oh, and like you, you, te- you, te- you teased me. Yeah. Or well, you yeah. pulled my leg. Kind of. It's I, I got my hopes up. Uh-huh. I like that. Mm-hmm. So is mm-hmm. it like, I, I just picture someone sitting there with like soap on their stomach. Like, all right, are you going <laughs> to wipe it off? Like, what are you? I feel like I've been in this exact situation, except when people do that to me, usually I'm relieved. But like. And that is that situation where you're like in the shower getting ready for something and then you get that text, you like you hear it beep while you're in the shower right. <laughs> and you get out and it's like, sorry, I actually got to cancel. And oh, it's bummer. like, I literally rubbed soap on my stomach and I did not have to do any of this. <laughs> right. Okay. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of rubbing soap on one's stomach, once say you do actually get to uh, go out. 
what not to talk about. And there are generally, obviously, like this is like some things that you shouldn't talk about across the board. Right. Like, I, I think it's safe to assume. Well, I, I'm not going to even say politics. Is, is politics one of them? I feel like in the UK, people talk about politics more than we do. Well, so at least from the American standpoint, you know, I, when, when I was little, my parents told me the three things you do not discuss with people are um, sex, religion, and politics. Mm-hmm. But see, and, and I would say for the most part with people you're only like, you know, acquaintances with or you're just getting to know, maybe it's good to avoid those topics. But I think the problem with American culture is especially with our generation and, and even the generations above us as well, because we didn't talk about a lot of these topics, especially regarding politics, it has made us really bad at having a civil conversation about it because we don't talk about it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's exactly what makes it taboo is the fact that we, you know, we don't talk about these things that everyone experiences and that we try to make it seem like, you know, something sexual or something, uh, uh, whatever it is, is bad. When I was right. like, yeah, but... Everyone does this, or like someone being in debt is a, something that's embarrassing, right? Or it's like this is a very common problem. But the I interesting. Have, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I have a couple topics that are my try to avoid topics. I'm going to start okay. with my own personal ones. The untranslatable podcast is probably number one. Uh, <laughs> that's why we have. That's why we have Don, our social media influencer. He's supposed to do all the talking. The irony is, uh, we can talk about him as much as we want on this podcast because he'll never listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, money and work. I hate talking about money and work. It's always. It always seems boring to me. Well, Speaking money doesn't of seem Don, boring. That makes it very ironic because I I didn't realize this about Don because usually Where do you think I got this topic idea from. <laughs> right. Uh, usually when when I've been with Don, we haven't talked about work or money, and this was the first right. time I've seen him in a while. Mm-hmm. And so it was funny how much he talked about work and money. And, you know, I talk about work in the way that, you know, I love teaching. I'm very happy with my job, but I only talk about it a little bit. I talk about it probably more in this podcast than anywhere else. Right. Um, but yeah, he, I never he goes really into talk about money. Deep detail. He does. Yeah. And some yeah. of it, I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, yep, you, you lost me there, buddy. <laughs> And, and and with that also comes with the work talk comes a lot of like personal finance talk like personal finances talk about like getting raises and 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 uh, how much you could make if you moved here or did this job that a lot of that stuff makes me uncomfortable. Oh, me and, too. And I, and I, as you said a second ago, I mean it all comes from what what you've been groomed to be comfortable talking about because my parents uh, were never ones to talk about money and never and and always right. found that to be kind of a. Uh, not cool. <laughs> right. And I, I, I didn't even know my parents, like their salaries until way later in life because of the same reason. I never, I never did either. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would never ask, but uh, maybe when right. I was a little kid or something, but yeah, I don't either. And it's but interesting that, though, that, that you don't even ask your close family members, things like that. Right. But right. I think that's cross-cultural because I think in Asian countries, they, they definitely don't ask. Um, yeah. it, it seems like in the Czech Republic, um, you also, at least, I've never really had a conversation with people about salaries. The only conversations I've had have been with my fellow teachers and how we all complain and we say that, you know, teachers need to be better paid in the Czech Republic, which is which is not a reflection of our own individual salaries, but just a, right. a, a reflection on the state of the country. I That's mean, you a know, broader you, conversation. Exactly. And when you go across the border to Germany, 
teachers make double or triple what a teacher in the Czech Republic makes. And our listeners out there might be thinking, oh, well, the standards of living in the Czech Republic are lower in terms of cost, which is somewhat true. But at the same time, I don't think that uh, means that your teacher should only be making, you know, maybe a thousand U.S. dollars a month. Right, right. No, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I, that's that's an argument that I think happens uh, in a lot of cultures, too. I oh, mean, that's definitely. A, we, we have these same conversations here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. about uh, teachers' teachers' salaries. Um, another one for me that's that, uh, uncomfortable is sexual stuff makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, people making sexual jokes to me, especially people I barely know, that makes me uncomfortable. Um, and the last one is, well, here's the deal. I don't have a problem talking about politics or religion. Mm-hmm. It's just... Um, it's it's not worth it, <laughs> right? That's probably more what it is. So like I, I I'm not I, in politics or religion. They, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, and I'm I'm not like like I, 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 but it's just it's not worth it to me. Is most of the time is really what it is. Right. It's it's really funny you mention that because I have talked more about politics and religion since I've moved to the Czech Republic. I think than ever before, and I think one it's because. People in the Czech Republic are curious what my opinions are as an American about American politics, so it gets brought up more. Uh, so I, I think that's one reason. And isn't the isn't our, the level of religiousness in the U.S. also kind of foreign to them? Yeah, well, yeah, but there's at least at my school, um, I have more students that uh, are Christian than I thought. Um, okay, but a lot of them, it's interesting. I had a talk with a student the other day. A lot of them don't like to say that they're Christian because there's a lot of judgment. It's funny. It's kind of like the opposite in the U.S. where Mm -hmm. I feel like there are a lot of people who are very Christian. And when you say, oh, yeah, I'm atheist or agnostic or I'm not Christian, people kind of give you the side eye and they judge you. I think it's the same here where if you tell someone you're a Christian, they're like, oh, you know, you're you're so ignorant, believing in God or Christianity. And and I'm, I'm of the belief that, you know... Believe in whatever you want to. You know, who am I to judge you or tell you what you can and cannot believe in? And I also think, like, I had a nice conversation with a few of my students, and they're Christian, and, you know, I was baptized and raised Christian, but I would say that I'm more or less agnostic, you know? And But we were still were able baptized? to have... Yeah, I was baptized. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah? You, <laughs> were you, you not you baptized? Ever... I'm not sure. I mean, I'm saying it's stupid for you specifically, because I don't think... Have you ever, like, been at church? I've gone as to church. Of course, I have with your not, parents. As an adult, with my parents, uh, not as an adult, but not even as an adult. Let's say since since six o'clock, six o'clock, six years old. How uh-huh. many times did you go to church as a family, the three of you guys? Uh, when I used to live in Ypsilanti, the first until we moved to Dexter, I went to Sunday school every Sunday. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I yeah. thought you like never went to church. No, I went to Sunday school every Sunday, and then when we moved to Dexter. I went to church a couple of times. Um, Listen, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're learning all sorts of new things about me tonight, Jared. But see, here's my other thing. Um, I'm also a person where um, I think you can still be a good Christian and not have to go to church. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think, think, yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think all of that stuff is, yeah. No, I mean, it's all just about money. (laughs) Right. Yeah. At the end of the day. I, um, so that's why I don't like to talk about religion. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure, sure. <laughs> because then this happens. <laughs> right. Um, 
I remember I was going from, I, I was visiting Don in San Francisco a couple of years ago, and my flight was out of San Jose, which I believe is maybe like a 40, 45 minute drive. And I took a lift, and the lift driver asked me at the beginning of the drive, within a couple of minutes of me getting into the car, what uh, I thought the meaning of life was. And like, oh, wow, uh, that's quite a loaded what question. What I think happens after you die. And I was like, oh, listen. Uh, <laughs> and in my head, I, I was like, "We, ju- I just got into this car, right?" <laughs> and um, <clears throat> in my head, I'm like, "Excuse me." <clears throat> in my head, I'm like, "I can tell you," but like, I like I can't. I, first of all, I've had a fi- perfect five star rating on Lyft for years. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ruin it for your dumbass. <laughs> right. um, and so, like, I kind of eased into it, and then I like. Kind of and like I kind of just you know it's more like a you know believe whatever you want man kind of situation. Okay. Hey, hey man, we're all here living life, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, whoa, bro, what kind of lift ride is this? Like how like like uh, this? Is, it made me uncomfortable. Like okay. I, I would rather the person sped down the freeway going 110 the entire <laughs> way without a seatbelt on. Right. No, I see. I see 100 percent where you're coming from. But I think if you put yourself in the Lyft driver's <laughs> shoes, do you know how many probably boring conversations oh, yeah. he has? Well, that's the thing. I think I guess I'd prefer that over. I hate it when Lyft drivers try to talk about either weather or traffic, especially traffic. Because right. I was like, bro, this is your job. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but see, here, here's the thing. I think in America, those are very normal conversation topics. You know, you talk a lot about the environment in which, mm-hmm. y- uh, you know, you're, you're in, you know. Um, my dad can't help but avoid talking about the weather every time I talk to him. Oh, jeez. And every time he nuts. brings up the weather, I kind of I roll my eyes. And he's like, he tells me what it's like in Louisiana and asks me, and, and, uh, and, and, I was, and I'm, first of all, I'm like, first of all, if I want to know, I can just look it up on my phone. Right. And there's also like, you live in Louisiana, there's like two different options. It's either, <laughs> it's either <laughs> hot and rainy or, or hot or, or, hot or uh, mild. <laughs> like, okay, right. like it's... Tell, tell me when there's a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my and God. What if I said the... that next time he brought it? Away? Tell me when there's a hurricane. <laughs> He'll never call you again. He'll never call you again. <laughs> it's funny, though, you mentioned that because I think that in a lot of countries in Europe, the like they, they do. It's funny. If you ask at least Germans and some Czechs as well, um, they'll tell you they don't they don't do small talk. And I think to mm. some extent that's true if you think about small talk the way we do it in America, which is usually you talk about the weather, you talk about some some like recent event like, hey, did you hear about Michigan State beating Michigan three times in basketball this season? Right. That would definitely be something I would bring up. Um, <laughs> which you did. Oh, I definitely did. And I will bring it up again and again. But, um, you know, and so I think in America that's very common. You know, to say, oh, yeah, let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about very easy, light things that are kind of boring, but usually won't offend anyone, right? But when I've been to... Another... uh, Go ahead. I'll I'll let you finish. But when I've been to Germany, um, it seems like usually we don't talk about those things. Like a lot of people ask me, which is also kind of an easy question, but like, oh, what are you doing in Germany? And usually once I, if we're speaking in German, they always ask me, why, why do you speak German? You know, why, yeah, why, does why is American your German speak? so good? I love that question. One of my favorites. Well, that's the difference I've noticed is that, you know, that there's, the, there's the stereotype because it's true that a lot of Americans start conversations with what do you do, which is true, which is kind of uh, not a... Uh, 
uh, is the word uncouth thing to do in the Europe? Yeah. In, in the yeah, Europe. Yeah. I use this fancy word than I say the Europe. No, uh, uncouth. <laughs> yeah, uncouth to do in the Europe's. Uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's uncouth to do in and and, and um, but I think that's what I've noticed in and you you mentioned that you know a lot of people ask you why is your German so good in Germany. I've noticed a lot of conversations that we had a lot of sort of small talky conversations that we've had with other people in Europe when I'm around, and I assume this happens when I'm not around too for you, mm-hmm. is that a lot of these, a lot of conversations are about um, differences in languages, mm-hmm. differences in, in like the way uh, like we speak or, or words and stuff like that. Right. We, I feel like we've had a lot of those conversations with, uh, with people. Oh, definitely. Well, the other thing that I've noticed is Germans, German small talk is, politics is not taboo in Germany. I've been asked numerous times by people who mm-hmm. I've just met, what are your thoughts on Trump, you know, yeah. um, and things like this. And, and, and the cool thing about Germans is you can really give them your opinion. And if their opinion is different, they don't take it personally, which I think a lot of Americans need to learn from because... Yeah, but it's easy to say for that because they, they have no reason to take it. I mean, it's not their, you know, it's, they're not... Yeah, why well, would they talk, take it I've talked about German politics and, <clears throat> and, you know, stuff like that too, and they don't take it personally. Oh, okay. I see what you're so, saying. Yeah, so I don't think it's... Uh, that they don't take it personally. I think that Germans are not afraid to talk about politics. And the funny thing is small talk in Germany tends to be deeper conversations, I think. Even if it's mm. just someone you, you don't know very well and you haven't met. Um, and my tip, my tip for all of our listeners out there who are learning German um, or are going to Germany, one of my favorite questions to ask um, to Germans is, what is your favorite thing about Germany? It's always fascinating to huh. hear what they have to say. What kind of interesting answers have you gotten that stick with you? Uh, a, lot, a lot of Germans have told me... Uh, well, y- you should appreciate this one, Jared. A lot of Germans have told me... Um, the also, quality also of, ex- well, the, the quality of German cars. So you were pretty oh, really? close. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Germans have told me that. Um, a lot of Germans have also... I've had a few Germans tell me... Yeah, um, it's very they're, efficient. They're, well, they're, they're really <laughs> proud of um, the fact that their country is fairly multicultural. Um, okay. which, which I thought was an interesting okay. answer. Um, and then That's another one that one. I've heard too is... I don't know if is, I 100% agree with that, but okay. I mean, it depends where you are in Germany. That's for sure. Uh, but the other thing too that I've heard as well is... Um, uh, <laughs> this is kind of a loaded answer, but I think a lot of Germans are proud of their their different traditions, their beer tradition, their, mm. their literature and poetry <laughs> t- traditions and things like that. Yeah. Some of their traditions, yeah. Right. No, uh, well, yeah. I mean, there is. I, I get that. I get that. And there is like this fine line, but uh, and especially in Germany, of like being proud of your stuff and also, uh, you know, not getting nationalistic with with it because they're very aware of that. Um, I guess for obvious reasons. Um, right. So I have a couple um, examples of of some do's and don't topics for other countries. For example, oh, perfect. Italy, Chile, Chile, and uh, Canada and Japan, to name a few. So I can mm-hmm. I want to go through some of their top some some topics to avoid for sure, and some topics that you, might be good conversation starters. Great, and Let's I, do I'm it. lucky. I, I feel lucky that I found Chile because I know you have a friend there. I do, and you would like to visit him one day there. I uh, That's you right. mentioned. Shout out we'll to my buddy Italy, Robert. Though. So some welcome topics for of conversation. Can I can I guess a couple? Of course. I feel like a welcome topic in Italy has to be food and wine. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. Maybe also that, art? Uh, yes, of course. Art, opera, and film. 
Okay. With the food and wine, though, it's bigger than that. I, I think it's a hospitality thing. So, uh-huh. so okay. it goes, it goes with the whole uh, being a good host kind of thing. Okay. Is that, uh, but the food goes obviously goes with that. Right. Um, they're very proud of their um, their uh, architecture, which okay. I guess goes with the art. Yeah. And uh, soccer, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah. And current events, they like current events, but nothing derogatory about Italy. Okay, Do makes not sense. Talk, but say bad Wh- which is kind of funny because I feel like some countries definitely shit on themselves. Like I've heard, I've heard oh, a yeah. lot of Czechs complain about the Czech Republic. I've heard a lot of Germans complain about you know the complexities of German bureaucracy. <laughs> so it's fascinating. Americans love to shit on uh, America. You know, right? I think that's a and I, that's a very common. But some countries don't right. like that. Right. Um. And especially, you know, and yeah, like um. Anyway, some topics to avoid. Can you think of any specific, specifically Italian topics to avoid? Well, well, it. I would assume. I would assume avoid stuff about World War II and Mussolini. Yep. Don't not talk is, about World War II. Which is the same with Germany. I think a lot of tourists go to Germany and they they like want to talk about World War II with the Germans, and they're like they're like, why the hell are you bring this up, man? Like, although it's the complete opposite in the not the complete opposite, but the U.S. is obsessed with World War II. Well, of course we are. We won World War II. Of course we're obsessed with and it. And according to Treptow uh, Park, so are the Russians. Right. right. Um, so definitely not Mussolini in World War II. Italy is a very Catholic country, so I'm assuming very you don't good. want to badmouth religion. Don't talk Probably about the Vatican. War- right. Probably don't want to mention abortion, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, that probably goes along with religion. But yeah, they say right. avoid talking about the religion. Or, uh, the, why do I keep saying the like that? Religion, the Vatican, uh, and its policies. Okay. Which is a you know it's it's a very probably constantly rich source of things to talk about because uh, there's always some new scandal. scandal. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, don't talk about the culture. So don't talk about like uh, negatively. Of course, yeah. Right. And uh, don't talk shit about local soccer teams. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> guess that makes sense. And no overly personal questions about job and family. Okay. In- interesting. So, like, don't okay. ask too much questions about people's families if you just met them, which I think is not really the case here in the U.S. I think it's a completely normal question to ask, like, are you married? Uh, or oh, like, definitely. Uh, or like, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's not a weird question. Right. It, and sometimes it can I, I can imagine it making people uncomfortable, especially as time goes on in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because that whole co- sort of concept of marriage, I think, as we move on, co- becomes very slowly, but a little bit more like stupid, like stupider and stupider of a concept. So that right. uh, that automatic question of asking, "Are you married?" I think sometimes gets a little dumber. Right. Chile. I, I think it's also how you ask it. Right. Like yes. Because I think Do I you think have for a some, husband, r- right? I think for some Americans it might be too forward. What does your or husband do? Right, <laughs> something like that. Um, but it's weird. There's a lot of cultures I think where some cultures it's okay to talk about family. Mm-hmm. Other cultures it's it's deemed too personal. So it's right. so it's good to know which countries you know. What personal things can you touch on in a conversation? Avoid it in you? Italy. Yeah. Right. So let's so hear about Chile. Chile. Yeah. Chile. 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 So this will be good for you. Keep this in mind because you're uh, you're gonna you'll be there at some point. Taking some mental notes as we speak. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll start with the some good topics to. Of course, any any country outside. This is probably goes for just about any country outside of um, outside of the United States, except for maybe India, where you could talk about cricket. Okay. But sports is always going to be a topic. 
But, you know, obviously South America soccer is going to be a big topic. Oh, for sure. So soccer is a great topic. Also, popular sports in Chile are include skiing and fishing. I did not know skiing mm-hmm. was big in Chile. Yeah, they have mountains there, the Andes Mountains. I knew they had mountains. I guess that makes sense. If there's Their mountains are gigantic, so why would they not have snow That's there? the crazy thing about Chile, man. You can go to the mountains and go skiing, and then and go to the a couple hours go to the beach and chill on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Yeah, it's kind of like California. Right. Um, let's see. Pointing out others, uh, pointing at others is considered rude. Of course, pointing at others. Right. Oh, however, pointing at things is acceptable. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Literature uh, is an excellent topic. Geography, landscape, lakes and vineyards, food and wine. They're very and proud wine of is very wine. popular in Chile. It's yeah. good wine too. I've had yeah. some really good Chilean wine. Mm-hmm. Some definite topics to avoid. Uh, don't Can I take a stab? Yeah. So also Chile is a very Catholic country, so you don't want to badmouth the religion. We'll start mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to think in Chile you probably don't want to be super critical and talk shit about the country. Am I right? Yeah, they're very proud people. Do not okay. talk. Uh, do not talk shit about Chile. And then another oh, one. That- but they say even though mm-hmm. even though uh, not only do they say don't criticize Chile, but they say you might find that locals do. Right. But don't don't fall don't fall into that trap. That's not an invitation for you to because they're it's still very proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That makes sense. Another thing too, at least I remember my buddy Robert telling me that uh, Chile and Bolivia are pretty pretty big rivals. Mm. So you might not want to say like how much you love Bolivia if you're in oh, Chile. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, it says, yeah, it actually says that here. Very good. There we it go. It says, it's best not to mention the country surrounding Chile, so don't even mention Argentina, Bolivia, or Peru. Right. There you go. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like us Michiganders, uh, don't talk about Ohio. Don't talk about Ohio. Unless, you, unless you're talking shit about Ohio, then you can make some great friends in Michigan. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I just came from that shithole, Ohio. Oh yeah, they suck, don't they? Right. Uh, don't Let me dis- buy you beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want founders? Uh, don't discuss human right- rights violations and the Araucanian Indians. So I assume that's like a native people or something. I would think so. Yeah. Um, avoid any discussions about, as you mentioned, religion, but also class. That's yeah, not, I've, so, heard, I've heard in Chile there, I don't know if there still is a problem with it, but I remember my friend Robert telling me there's like a really stark... Uh, classist sort of yeah, society? Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's advisable not to bring up wars and politics. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Usually don't bring up the war unless, unless they want it. <laughs> right. I think that's fair in most countries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Canada. Let's talk about Canada real quick. Let's do it. You want to take a guess? You've been pretty. You've been surprisingly good at this. I try to be a cultured man, Jared. What can I say? So we'll start with some good uh, topics to talk Hockey. about in Canada. Of Hockey course. for I mean, sure, and I'm sure landscape and geography because it is beautiful in Canada. Uh, yes, yes, same, yes. Uh, their travel. They like discussing travel a lot, international okay. travel. So nice. I think I think Canadians are considered travelers, big travelers. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good topic that they like to talk about. And it's not just hockey. I mean, obviously, hockey is like the sport of Canada. Right. But they say it's also safe to talk about soccer, baseball, basketball, golf, and tennis. So I think they're yeah. just a very sport-heavy country. Right. Makes sense. Also, Sorry, cur- curling should be on that list as well. 
Do you, really? Oh, they don't have curling on this list. But it um, should be. But yeah. Interesting. Another good topic. Do you want to take any more guesses? These ones are kind of interesting to me. Another good topic. I'm gonna. This is gonna come way out of left field. But I'm gonna say. Uh, I think there are actually a lot of there's a decent country music scene in Canada. So talking about country music in Canada might work. Uh, well, they do say music, but they okay. don't. I don't think they specify country music on this. Talking okay. about music, art, and culture of all types is common in Canada, and the coast of Canada have remained true to the European appreciation of the arts. And I, I that's actually very that's very true. I, they have a lot of um, you know Canada's known for having a lot of different sort of art and music festivals. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And uh, it's a huge sort of film festivals, all those things. It's comedy festivals. It has a whole bunch of festivals there, um, uh, and it's a very popular location for that. Another one that's – the one that was surprising to me is this one. Uh, Canada has excellent shopping in large cities, both, uh, both uh, on the east and west coast. So uh, it's always a, good, a fun topic to talk about shopping in Canada. Which okay. seems interesting to me because I, I don't picture Canada as, say, like a uh, sort of materialistic country, country like we are. <laughs> right. But sure. uh, shopping seems like it can be a good topic if you're in some of those probably bigger cities, obviously. Right. Some defi- huh. definite avoidances. <laughs> don't confuse Canadians with as Americans. Yes. So um, they mention, don't mention, like, obviously don't mention it as inferiority to the U.S. Okay. But they say just in general, it's probably safer just don't talk about the U.S. <laughs> yeah, probably a good call. <laughs> but they definitely say, I mean, obviously they, they highlight, don't don't talk about how Canada's like, you know, the, as we like to say, uh, the United States little uh, little brother or little sister right. or something like that. Right. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. Well, a lot of these topics we hit in Berlin. <laughs> okay. Uh, we so our small talk with our Canadian friend got a little uh, spicy. I think. Uh, well, this was also because she was from Quebec, wasn't she? Yeah. They say don't mention Quebec's uh, separatism or other possible conflicts between the French and English Canadians. Uh, we talked a lot about that. We did. Uh, car- comparisons between Canadian and U.S. healthcare system. We talked a lot about that. Surprised yes. that that's a topic to. Uh, to avoid because it seems like it's pretty unanimously unanimously thought of at least outside of the united states that the canadian system is better than ours <laughs> right um this is a funny one any inferiority of the canadian dollar in comparison to the u.s dollar okay i mean they're pretty close it's not it's not that big of a deal <laughs> right now i'm like trying to stick up for canada i was like relax guys you don't have to be so self-conscious <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> we don't mind uh, religion in general, although Canada is very tolerant to most religions. So I'd, I'd, I'd probably scratch the religion one. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to okay. say don't start with it, but I, it's, can it, at least to me, Canada seems pretty like tolerant as far as religions go. And they don't seem to be like heavy into any religion there, at least as far as I've noticed in my sh- small uh, wanderings through Canada right. and my, my, my limited knowledge of Canada. So that's uh, and there's there's one more I wanted to mention was Japan. Mm-hmm. Japan had a couple interesting ones that I found. So now they have the obvious. I mean, this one's not surprising. Don't talk about earnings. That's kind of yep. obvious. Yep. One that I found very surprising because this is a common topic in the U.S. Can you take a guess? What did you study in college? That's uh, ooh, parada. That's exactly what it is. Uh, some foreigners might be surprised at the rate of high school 
to higher education continuation in Japan. Some Japanese opt to go to junior college, shorter-term colleges aimed at specializing in a specific career, and few opt to work right after college and jobs that do not require college degrees, like any country in the world. (laughs) Right. Throughout, uh, Although graduation in one of the top universities provides a special status that separates uh, one from others, most Japanese do not attach any relevance to a person's character by the college education. See, that seems like kind of a contradiction to me. See, that kind of seems like they're saying that much like a lot of European countries, even though college still, like, even though college is an option, it's not sort of the same obvious requirement as is not obvious requirement but it's sort of the same stepping stone as it as it right. is in the u.s right where there are, there are more specialized schools that are just as um you know just as l- not looked down upon in comparison however what they kind of hint at here when they say though graduation in one of the top university provides a special status is something that we touched on before is where i think there's still a class thing to it yeah, to where it's like definitely. you can still have a fine career and make great money without it, but there is almost mm-hmm. more rather than something that provides you a better job opportunity. It is just like a more of a status thing to say you went to college, yeah. Even if it's oh, not providing sure. you with a necessarily a better career, right? Yeah, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Now um, this couple, next, go ahead. I, I got a couple for Japan as well, please. Um, so one one that that I have been told by my by my uh, aunt, who is who is from Japan, mm-hmm. um, she said that uh, one thing that I found very interesting is, you know, in in America on certain holidays, it's common to wish everybody, you know, happy blah blah blah, right? There's a war on Christmas, <laughs> R- right? Uh, but in Japan, it's considered kind of strange um, to greet someone with like Happy Father's Day or Happy Mother's Day um, if they're not your parents. Ah, oh. so I think that's pretty interesting. Sometimes I sometimes I feel like people in the service industry take a little too like are, are a little too presumptuous yeah. with their happy mothers and fathers days that they throw out uh, to the point where this it, that might cross over to offensive to some people. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, <laughs> I, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I do find it weird. You know, maybe if I'm like, you know, you know, because I've noticed it. You know, I'm yeah, I'm with my mom or I'm with my dad when I notice it. But I'm still just like, I mean, you don't know that this is my mom or dad just because we're here together. Right. It's like the word just because we're at a restaurant together doesn't mean right. This is my parent. I'm an adult. <laughs> That's true. I can, I can date a this could classy be an, older man. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a job interview. You never know. Yeah, exactly. There's so many yeah. different scenarios. And then another thing that's interesting about Japan is um, it's okay to praise a woman's outfit, hairstyle, or makeup, um, but you should not be criticizing um, a woman's makeup. And then, um, interestingly, in conservative groups in Japan, um, not wearing makeup can be considered unhygienic, which hmm. which is a little different. Um, Seems a little bass backwards there. R- exactly right. But the thing is, like, um, I think most countries you don't want to criticize a woman's appearance, a woman's you know makeup. And I think I think oddly enough too, we don't really criticize men or women that much, at least in the United States. You know, I think it's more acceptable to criticize men's men's appearances. Yeah, but uh, like like things like the like the the beer bellies, almost like a 
sitcom joke <laughs> at this right. point. Right. Um, so I have one that I I think is uh, you. I think you'd find interesting. So you okay. are obsessed. Not obsessed, but you talk. We've talked a lot personally, both on and off po- the podcast, about um, the difference between Zitzen and Dutzen uh, when mm-hmm. you're uh, having a conversation, which right. means using Z or do, which is uh, the formal or informal version of you. So you know, if you're talking to a, a person of stat, you know, someone that's uh, and a person of authority to you, you you're supposed to use Z, but uh, if you're talking to your friend, you use do. Right, and so. Um, but you kind of have to assume because, you know, in Germany, even though there, there is this sort of uh, hierarchy uh, and, you know, respect you give to elderly people, you're not, you don't ask them, oh, are you how old are you? Are you older than me to the so I can call you Z or do you just kind of right. make an assumption? And if you don't know, just say Z. Right. Um, and so a lot of countries, you know, obviously plenty of countries, it's it's rude to ask. Uh, it's rude to ask an age, someone's mm-hmm. age. Um, whether it be uh, uh, United States, Indonesia is another one, Sierra Leone. That's naming a few. I'm sure there are a, a, a bunch. However, in Vietnam, it's an important. It's kind of an important question. So they use that to establish that sort Hierarchy. of um, the, mm-hmm. how how you're going to address them. Right. And so that's how they zits or dutes someone is by asking them how old they right. are. And I had a I had a student from South Korea uh, in one of my uh, ESL classes, and he told me a similar thing. He said. He said, now, it's not always um, super polite to ask women for their age if you're a man. Right. But There's, a lot you don't of have times, to be so direct about it. <laughs> right. But a lot of times, I think it, it yeah, the, the language um, in which, you know, we're surrounded by, you, you, you know, there are different parameters and different rules. And so you address right. people differently based on age. Some of it has to do with culture. Some of it has to do with respect. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely makes sense um, to do that. I've been told here in the Czech Republic... Uh, it, it's generally fairly rude to ask a woman for her age unless, because I asked my students about this, um, and they said, unless you pull the, oh, how old are you? You must be, you know, 18, 19, you look so young. You know, it depends how you spin it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. But that's, I, I, I don't know if I'd, that, that, that also depends on who you're asking too, because I think- of course. Um, Obviously, that's flattery, but most most uh, people can see right through that sort of flattery. Sure, it's like I see what you're doing here, but come on. Um, in "Are you married?" is a harmless question in some places, not mm-hmm. harmless in others. Afghanistan, you do not want to ask a woman if she's married. That's very rude. Right. Um, in Nigeria, people love to discuss uh, politi- politics mm-hmm. and religion. It's uh, not strange to talk about uh, to sh- for them to share. Their uh, their their uh, opinions on stuff like that, and as we mentioned, some of the, those topics are are sort of the, the the golden three of avoidances of like money, religion, and politics. Right. So, so those are the three you mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Those are like the big three. So, Jared, I have I have a list, and I just want to run through it uh, quickly as well. So, this is from NBC News, and the headline is "Where You Should Think Before You Speak." So, we'll start with the Middle East. Um, and with the Middle East, you have to be very sensitive. Uh, now, I'm getting my information from an article here. I've never been to the Middle East. I do have a lot of friends, though, from uh, Egypt, Morocco, Tunisia. Uh, I was at an airport in Qatar for a couple hours. There you go. So Jared's actually and I have been to Morocco. But is that, the, that's not the Middle East, though. That's Northern Africa. Right. But I think they still do the culture have some... similar. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So in Egypt... 
Um, one thing that uh, apparently, according to NBC News, you should avoid is anything having to do with the position of uh, Jewish people in the world. You may hear conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah. Another thing in Egypt, you don't want to touch on the lack I mean, of democracy. That's, the thing. that's huh? the thing. It's not that you don't want to touch on those top topics. Mm -hmm. It's that if you're a tourist, especially maybe probably an American, I, you don't want to, the answers, the things you hear might make you uncomfortable. I think they're right. completely comfortable talking about it. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Depending on it's your just, views. You don't want to hear it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, and then a, a big no-no in Egypt would be suggesting peace with Israel as a way to build bridges. <laughs> um, the truth, the, the truce is much less What's popular the with deal? the populace. Right. <laughs> Um, and then it's also a bad idea to talk about terrorism in Egypt and its impact on the stability yeah. of tourism. That makes um, sense. And then, but the things you can discuss in Egypt are the country's cultural relics and historical importance. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure they're very proud of that. And in Egypt, apparently, you can also talk about business. So there you go. Oh. Um, yeah, interesting. Sh so in Israel, Don, the, next, the clear uh, one in Israel. needs to hit up. What? I said shout out to Don, the next spot he needs to hit up. There, exactly. So in Israel, <laughs> the, the obvious clear one is you want to completely avoid the whole Palestinian conflict. Right. Um, you don't want to talk about that. Um, another thing as well, interestingly enough, you don't want to refer to the uh, security fence, which is under construction, as a wall. Um, apparently, you don't want to do that. Um, oh, so that they don't want to make it seem like they're building. It's 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 not a wall. It's just a, it's the security fence. I've never heard that before. I haven't either. Because so I kind guess of the wall the wall has a whole different I implication. Right now, the things you can talk about in Israel this is, just a is simple Israel, electrified fence. <laughs> <laughs> right. The things you can talk about in Israel is how Israel is a thriving democracy and also the quality and the freshness of the food there. I have heard from friends that the food in Israel is absolutely delicious. I could imagine that. Right. So now we move on to Jordan. Things you should avoid. Don't discuss honor killings, which I don't know why you would, but there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, who and starts Which have that? been in the news lately <laughs> and are a source of shame for many Jordanians. Um, also, yeah. you don't want to criticize Islam, which makes sense. I think you don't want to do that in most Middle Eastern countries. Mm -hmm. And you also don't want to say anything negative about the kingdom of Jordan, which is also illegal. Um, but some good things you can talk about um, are the developments of the country. Interestingly enough, according to this article, the Queen's beauty and uh, interesting cultural <laughs> aspects of That's Jordan. Odd. So there you go. <laughs> so now let's move on to the Americas, meaning um, South America, North America. In Is uh, Israel, in Argentina, you want to uh, avoid talking about the dirty war of the 1970s, which is still a is. deep trauma in the nation's psyche. Um then you also don't want to discuss um, uh, the Falcons' War uh, and also don't want to talk about the economic crisis of the last several years. Um, and also, Interesting. And also another thing I think this, this holds true for most South American countries, you don't want to lump Argentina, Argentina in with all of Latin America, right? Because the thing is about Latin America or South America, every country has its own identity, uh, mm -hmm. Also, different dialects of Spanish, different words, different mm -hmm. uh, grammatical structures and th stuff like that. And so I think it's important that I think I don't think a lot of international listeners will do this, but I think a lot of Americans tend to lump 
countries in one continent together. I've heard a lot of oh, Americans yeah. call Africa a country, not a oh, continent. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so that's that, one thing you want to avoid. I, I, I hear that all the time still. Not, not necessarily them calling it. I, I think now... You know, people still do this, but you gotta. It's usually just like the very unaware and ignorant that are calling it a continent. But people still do say like, "I went to Africa." Like I hear that in podcasts and stuff. And just right. in my head, I'm like, "Where? I want to know what country you're talking." Like, exactly. could you be a little bit more specific, please? Right. Africa's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's, that's just an insane thing. It's like I went to Europe, where it's like, I mean, you can name a country. Like right. it just seems like an odd odd place to it just seems like an odd place to leave it at just so so vague like that right right and since we already hit Canada I'll end here with Mexico uh, so the the things that are completely forbidden don't discuss crime and corruption in Mexico mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't also um, talk too much about animal rights because bullfighting is also popular in Mexico and the other thing you shouldn't discuss is immigration and illegal immigration. Um, going into the U.S. And as we've mentioned with some other countries, Mexico is a very Catholic country. So there are certain religious and social questions that should not be mentioned. But the things you can discuss in Mexico, talking about family seems to be very popular. Mexico's cultural heritage and food, but clearly not Tex-Mex. So be aware what's Tex-Mex and what's authentic Mexican food. And also uh, some familiarity with culture like uh, quinceañera. For example. Uh, okay. Okay. <coughs> I just imagine someone like going to a going to like a Mex- a restaurant in Mexico, being like, oh, "This is good. These fajitas are good, but they're not as good as the 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 uh, chili is around the corner for me." Right. Um, All right. And the last country I'd like to end with, Jared. Go ahead. Um, we could do this for hours, but I'll oh, end sure. with China um, because there's a lot of countries we didn't touch on, but mm-hmm. I think most most things we've talked about this in this main segment apply to numerous countries. But I'll end us today with China. And the things you have to avoid in China are the three T's, which are Tibet, Taiwan, Mm. Ah. and Tiananmen Square. (laughs) You should not discuss those things in China. That's hilarious. Just Um, don't talk about anyone. Just talk about us. (laughs) Right? Um, Well, I know I have friends from Taiwan, and they have told me that that can be a really sore subject around people from mainland China because if you're from Taiwan, I think a lot of Taiwanese people, you know, to them, Taiwan is its own country, right? Mm-hmm. However, it is a part, technically part of China. And so uh, the Chinese people, you know, they believe that Taiwan belongs to them. It's not a separate country. Obviously, oh. in Tiananmen Square, um, you you just don't talk about it with Chinese people. Um, right. I've I've very stupidly asked some of my Chinese TESOL uh, graduate students what their thoughts were on it, and some of them didn't even really know much about it. Um, I don't know much about it. it. Well, it was the it was when they had the um, there was a protest. I'm I'm not an expert on it either, but there was a protest. Oh, was that and, that uh, famous picture where the guy yeah, with the oh, tanks? Okay, mm-hmm. and the guy burned himself alive. Um, I I'm not sure if that was in Tiananmen Square. Okay. Um, but yeah, but that's definitely a taboo topic. So do you think they don't know much about it because their parents never talk about it? Well, I think the whole country doesn't talk about it. Oh, um, okay. I think, I think it's one of those things they where... They don't teach about it either. Well, of course not because it's... Uh, yeah, so so here we go. So it was 18, 1989 Tiananmen Square protests. Um, now, in, in commonly known in mainland China as the June 4th incident, where student-led demonstrations Incidents. in Beijing... 
Um, and it refers to the popular national movement inspired by the Beijing protests um, called the 89 Democracy Movement. Protests were forcibly suppressed after Chinese uh, Premier Li Peng declared martial law in what became known in the West right here as the Tiananmen Square Massacre. Troops with assault rifles and tanks fired at the demonstrators trying to block the military's advance towards Tiananmen Square. The number of civilian deaths was internally estimated by the Chinese government to be near or above 10,000. So there you go. So which means it was probably more than that. Right. But yeah, so a lot of, and it's something they don't, I don't think they really teach or discuss in China. Um, so yeah, so there I, you go. I regret pulling up these pictures. It's intense. It is. It is. So I think we should lighten things up a little bit, Jared, and let's mm-hmm. discuss our song of the pod. Yes. So our song of the pod is by a band called Epic High. They're from South Korea, and I think they originally would have been considered K-pop, but they've they've grown up. They've been active since. When do you think they've been active since? I'd say the nineties. Two thousand one is what Wikipedia okay. said. Okay. I heard about them when I lived in Germany. I had a, a Korean friends, and uh, they some of them listened to um, to Epic High, and uh, I would listen to some random songs. I was like, oh, this is kind of catchy, and so. <laughs> Literally, the today I was preparing for this podcast, and um, I had asked you if uh, if what the time difference was, if it had changed yet, and you said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, it has." And I noticed, obviously, it hadn't. So that means I had an extra hour. I was ready an hour before, and so it just came to my mind. I was like, "I hadn't listened to this band in forever," and right. I pulled up, which I believe this is their newest album, okay, uh, "Sleepless in dot dot dot." That's what it's uh, or sleepless in underscore, I guess you would say, is is what is what it uh, is what it's titled, and I found myself digging it more than I thought I would. Uh, they got like this sort of slow hip hop thing going on. So they're Korean, Seoul. They're from Seoul, Korea. They're full Korean, uh, but this song and this seems like most of this album is in English, and um, I love the vibes of it. Me too. Me too. It's uh, it's real uh, chill. Um, let's, let's tell our listeners oh, what is actually the title of the song. Oh, yeah. The title of the song is No Different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's featuring uh, Yuna. Do you know where Yuna's from? I have. I don't know anything about this group. Yuna, uh, who also has a lovely voice, is from Malaysia. Oh, cool. Okay, so mm-hmm. you got a really international... Yeah, which is the goal here at the Untranslatable Podcast. You better believe it. We're not just bringing you a bunch of Americans. We like to switch it up, get it, get all, get all around the world. Oh, definitely. And yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I like the song. It's just a. It's a I great do too. Song. It it definitely like when R&B I listen to this song. Sound. Right. I could I could see myself like listening to this as like in the background when I'm just trying to relax, or like maybe doing some stuff around the around That's the apartment. That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing today. And I really like the lyrics. You say I've changed, I'm acting strange. You stay you say I've changed and I feel like someone that you don't know. I feel like this is one, it's well written. Mm-hmm. Two, I think it's very, very relatable for almost everybody. I'm yeah. curious though, Jared, what does the word dolo mean? So they say I'm acting strange, doing things we used to do on the dolo. What is dolo? I think that, I think that means uh like doing it solo on the do- now. I'm gonna, we're gonna, it's, it's a very, I'm familiar with it. I'm gonna consult uh, the Urban Dictionary. There we go. See, I've, I've heard the term dolo from Kid Cudi. 
Solo Dolo, Dolo is what he says. Alone. Yeah, it means alone. Okay. So it's like, so that's what he's saying. Uh, doing stuff that we used to do on the Dolo. So doing stuff that we used to do by myself alone. now. Is it by myself or both of us together alone? To do some activity by oneself, uh-huh. as in to do okay. solo or done solo. I'm smoking this Rillo all by myself. I'm smoking this ro- Rillo di- do- on the Dolo. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, you're really gonna sit here in front of me and smoke dolo? This is the uh, urban dictionary. Urban dictionary. Yeah, yeah. This is not my uh, <laughs> example. <laughs> right. I have to say though, I really, I think the lyrics are really well written. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I really like the line, and I think this this hits home for anybody who who has changed and grown apart from a loved one. Um, you know, yeah. and it's it's a sad experience, but it's a part of life. And I, I really like the lines. I miss your smile and laugh. We tried to build a future. All we got's a broken past. Not much of me is left. Uh, but I promise if you come back, I might not be the one. Could you settle for half? Mm. Um, so it's really it's really deep. Yeah. Um, and it's really well written by a group that, you know, English, I'm assuming, is not their native language. Right. I See, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I wonder if they had writers. And I just, I don't know anything about them. But I do know they're a very popular, gigantic band, right? Uh, so I don't know, but yeah, whoever wrote it, whether <laughs> I'm not as far as far as we know, it was Epic High, and I, and I like it. I, I, yeah. I I'm glad that I um, re-stumbled upon this because I bet you I'll, I'll listen to it uh, a little bit more, especially since at least this song will be on our uh, Untranslatable Podcast YouTube uh, playlist. So I'll absolutely, I'll, I'll definitely listen to that song again. Oh, for sure. So check that out. It's a very chill, awesome song. Mm-hmm. Epic high. Uh, with a no K. different. Uh, yes, with a K. No different featuring Yuna. It's a fantastic song. If you're looking for those laid back, chill vibes, or if you're looking to reminisce on some past relationships, uh, give it a listen. <sighs> uh, and we hope you enjoy. Well, Jared, yes. you're lucky. Now I'm not going to be testing you on check anymore since uh, you are not here. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, until I was the if unforeseeable future. I, I mean, we can. Uh, uh, we'll do it a little bit. We won't do it as right. much. But right. uh, I want to hear this check check word for today. So, so I figured today, since we were talking about um, a lot of, th- well, I I won't give it away. Although this is a cognate, so I'm sure you'll get it. But the check word of the pod today is uh, con- conversatze. No idea. <laughs> you, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, are you really serious right now? Conversatze. Assuming that's a conversation. Very good. It is. Conversatze. I'm surprised. I, 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 don't, I haven't heard many uh, Czech to English. Uh, uh, what's the cognates? word? Cognates. Cognates. I, want, I always want to say false cognate. Right. Well, see, it's weird. I think a lot of words like the Asian words like or Asian words, Asian or Asian, some of the words are similar. And they mm. have that atse ending in Czech. Oh, that's um, their uh, I-O-N. Or, right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so, so, yeah. Okay. Conversatze today. Since we conversatze. are talking about taboo conversation topics, I figure that would be a good one. Taboo um, conversatze. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know what they say for taboo. I'll have to ask uh, my colleagues or my students. So, Jared, now let's let's test you real quick. What are some Czech words you remember? Dobry den. Prosim. You, tell our listeners what these mean. Dobri den is good day. Ahoy is. And, and you're getting the you're up? getting the R better. It sounds oh, good. It sounds you. smooth. Prosim is please. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, pivo is beer. Yep. Yidlo is food. Yep. Uh, d- is thank you. Oh, very good. 
Mluvete anglicky. That's how uh, <laughs> do you speak English? Yep. Um, uh, it's hard. It's hard on the spot like this. Uh Mash is how are you? Do you remember how to say another round? Oh man, that's an important oh, one. But what I do remember, I can't. I'll come back to that one. Zaplatime plosim is the Czech way to say bill, please. Wow, very good. Instead of using uchet plosim. I'm impressed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Very dude. nice. I'm yeah, platime prosim. I guess so. Um uh, another round was um ah I Ye- Yesh. Yesh uh, Yeshti Yedlo. Y- uh, Very close. Yeshte Yedno. Yeshte Yedno. Okay. And it Yeshte was hilarious. Yedno. Today in class, uh I was playing a game with my students and uh they they finished the game pretty quick. And so first in English I said, All right, another round. They're like, okay, and I said, yeshte yedno. You should have seen the look on their faces. It was priceless. <laughs> oh man, yeshte um, It was really funny. They like perked up. They're like, wait, did he just say what I think he did? Yeah, I think um, I'm picking up some stuff though. You definitely it's sticking are sticking a little bit. It, yeah, and I'm I'm really curious. We'll have to do a segment. Um, you know, after I've been out of the Czech Republic for maybe five or six months, mm-hmm. and see what I still remember because I have an idea of certain words I'll I'll retain. I'll retain the basics. Please, thank you, hello. Um, but I'm curious to see what I'll remember and what I won't. So we'll have yeah. to do that in the future. Yeah. Um, well, great job, Jared. Um, thank you. You definitely deserve Parada. a hand horn or a parada <laughs> as well. So, Jared, <laughs> now it's time for some jokes. So, Jared, why did the taxi driver get fired? Mm, what's that? Uh, because it turns out his customers didn't appreciate it when he tried to go the extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i feel that way sometimes about lifts that uh i get into that have like the lights and stuff right uh, like i know that's not the joke but i like <laughs> but like where they where they try to go the metaphorical extra mile with all the the bells and whistles and i'm like just 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 drive like just right. get me there at a timely fashion and, and have a clean car you don't need to i don't need the karaoke right. in the back seat Exactly. Exactly. That's true. (laughs) All right. Here we go, Jared. I got two more for you. And these two might be considered a little taboo depending on the culture you're in, which is why I picked them. Slipping on gator piss. So why did the man take Viagra for his sunburn? (laughs) Why why is that? Uh, It doesn't cure his sunburn, but it keeps the bed sheets off of his legs at night. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a good one <laughs> right all right and the last it's one like a dad joke it is it's, it's a dirty dad joke it is a d- uh, dirty dad joke that's a gross sentence in itself that is that dirty is all right dad. Jared, my last one for you how many friend zone guys does it take to change a light bulb <laughs> i have no idea none they just compliment it and get mad that uh when it won't screw <laughs> You're not that bright anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. That was good. All right. So those are our uh, jokes of the pod for this episode for our taboo conversation topics. And now it's time to sum up our episode with a quote. And mm-hmm. I think, I think to be honest with you, yes, there's a lot of good things you can you can learn from this episode. But I think the best rule of thumb tends to be, uh, and Jared can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think whenever you're in a new culture. The best way to figure out which conversation topics are taboo or not, one, is to listen carefully, two, Mm -hmm. is to observe, and as we say in English, 
do as the Romans do, meaning um, just act how people there are acting. You know, I've I've heard people in the Czech Republic discuss politics, which means then I feel comfortable being able to talk about politics. Um, I don't hear Czechs talk about um, how much they personally earn. Sure, I have heard Czechs complain about low wages, which I think it's okay if you also want to chime in and be like, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but it wouldn't be something then that I would take it upon myself to say, oh, well, you're complaining about low wages. What wage do you make? You know, that right. would be a yeah. definite <laughs> bad idea. So, you know, yeah. be be culturally sensitive, be aware. And as I mentioned, one, listen, two, observe, and three, do as the Romans do or do as the locals do. Viborni. So there we go. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode today and you've learned some new taboo uh, conversation topics. And on top of that, you have also learned some things you can touch on when you visit certain countries. If you have any insider tips about any taboo conversation topics or topics that are great conversation starters in different cultures and countries, please let us know. You betcha. Uh, shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com, untranslatable1 on Twitter, uh, or you can uh, slide into our Instagram DMs at Untranslatable Podcast. Check out some of our pictures of our different shenanigans um, and whatnot. We also have some good clips on there. A big shout out to Jared for all the amazing work he does for our podcast. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners also really appreciate it. So we look forward to bringing you some new and exciting episodes in the near future. So keep your eyes and ears out for those. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Spread a little love. Basically, if you Google Untranslatable Podcast, you will find us somewhere, no doubt. Uh, And we really appreciate all of our listeners uh, coming from all around the world. I believe we're over nine different countries now around the world, which is such a pleasure to us. We really appreciate it. And we send all of our love, laid back vibes, and good vibes to all of you around the world. And as we say here on the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame. Yeah,